Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. Uh, my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Andy from Holy Batcast, so you can check out my show all about Batman, Holy Batcast, wherever you found this show. And you can find the show on social media just by searching the name Holy Batcast. All right. Cool deal. Cool beans. And just, you know, cool everything. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about minute number 89. And uh, the minute's going to start out with uh, Lois continuing to explain that she was uh, mind-probed in her whole situation she's got going on over there. It's kind of disturbing. She's probably real messed up. Uh, the minute's going to end with Feora examining a baby cow space rocket crib. It's baby codex crib machine. <laughs> baby, co- baby space, space baby crib codex. Uh, teleport rocket. <laughs> yes. So, so that's that's what we got going on on this minute. Um, I do love that shot, but we'll get there, and I'll explain it later. But, yeah, so we're getting a little continuation from yesterday's minute where Lois is um, still feels the need to protect kal secrets, and um, she's uh, extremely worried about the mind probe that they did to her and she's like you know they did something to me and they they did something to my mind and they found out information and uh he has to smile well he doesn't have to but he smiles and he's like it's okay they did the same thing to me um which i love because um it it does feel uh very close to a christopher reeves moment um in, in like the superman movie um but yeah like superman has to let lois lane know that you know hey it doesn't matter like the fact that you're safe and it doesn't matter that they stole information from you like i want you to know that i still and always will trust you and respect you as a person and so i really love that side because mm-hmm. yesterday we got a lot of the lowest lane side and like this time we're seeing a lot more of the kal-el side of this conversation yeah so i i love it i, mm-hmm. I love his um his kind of like he's got to be comforting he's got to get him on the same level be like, yeah. hey man it's all right they did it to me too don't freak out like don't worry about it like it's not like where it's like you know she's probably thinking it's all her fault everything it's like oh my gosh they did it to me it's like hey no calm down mm-hmm. don't do this like it's it's a very calming attribute and it's a very very good superman trait yeah i love his unbreakable support for her as well mm-hmm. yeah it's how, it's how you get it in there um it's good there there's definitely a long uh T- pause between the two of them attention building they're they're smiling mm-hmm. at each other they're looking yeah makes you wonder if something's about to happen it make it you're almost thinking something's about to happen and then what do you know something happens something else happens. <laughs> yeah um they uh he hears something i i'm assuming it's super hearing oh yeah no no doubt something this is yeah again another favorite part of this movie of mine something breaks the tension of the moment between lois and clark and he is alerted. He's now worried about something that happened. Mm-hmm. And then he quickly just at the speed of light or a bullet, you know, he just, he yeah. up, up and away, like as quickly as possible. Yep. Just darts out into, into the air again and flies off into the distance. Um, is it safe to do that? To do what? To be that close to someone and then just lift off into the air. And fly. I, I feel know. like that's that's like you, you probably should. He's give messing him. with his own gravity field. 
but like Lois is pretty close to him. Do you, don't you think she should be like at least like picked up a little bit and like just dropped? I think if someone flew that like like lifted off that close to me, I'd be a little like like whoa, like I don't know, like physically affected somehow. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she probably felt a shockwave of him, you know, darting off or whatever. But uh, what's funny about what happens in this situation is that in the making of these movies, whenever he has to fly, lift off the ground, you know, he doesn't actually do it. So have you ever seen the videos of like, especially with the Superman and Man of Steel, it's like always with Henry Cavill, like doing something, specifically this one where he looks off to the side and then immediately like shoots his head upward. (laughs) It's like there's videos that only show that. And it's like, okay, and cut. And like, he's just... They're still just standing <laughs> there. Oh man, I gotta show them to you. They're really funny videos. I see every what you're time saying. now now that I watch like these these moments, it's hard not to think about the making of them and what uh, they do. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's just it's comical. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's um it's a little interesting, but maybe that's because he's getting so much better at flying that he doesn't need to gear up as much anymore. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Not from from the character and from the in movie sense. I get it. But from the production shot side, well, where it's just uh, yeah. like just being on set, just watching this guy just, uh, just thrust <laughs> his body upward for like a second. It's just silly, man. It's just fun, fun things about it. But yeah, I remember that being one of the, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes videos. And, and now every time that I watch this, I can't not think about it. So it didn't ruin it for me. It's just fun. It's just funny. It's just fun. <laughs> All righty. Um. Hey, did you have anything about this segment right here? Uh, just, I mean, uh, to echo what some some of what you guys were saying, I like the I, I again like the relationship between Lois and uh, Clark here, um, and just the the mutual trust and respect that is there and growing affection. Uh, you're right, I, I I like that the awkward pause and not awkward as in like done bad, but just like where they are let they both are, you know, take a moment after this and it's like, Oh, what's gonna, what's going on here. And then, um, you know, I, I agree with what you said that I love that, that moment where he hears something going on and just, he doesn't even hesitate and he just immediately takes off. It's a, it's a great little quick moment, um, by Cavill and then away he goes. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice Lois and Clark moment and then leads us into uh, further drama with the Kryptonians. Absolutely. Um, so what we Those get Those SOBs here, always causing trouble. Those jerks. That was a good one because, like, their acronym is SOR. Sort of route. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we were close. All right. Um, so, yeah, it changes shots and we get this. Um, you can't really tell it's General Zod at first until you hear him talk. Was it, uh, I have a question. Is this the first time that we, we've seen other Kryptonians in the armor um, with a blacked out thing? But is this the first time that – I can't remember if Feora had the blacked out mask when she got down off the attack ship when they were at the Air Force Base. I think it was – I can't remember. Do you I remember? I think so. I think, think it was was already, I think it was already see-through okay. at that moment. So this is still like, – they're, even... they're, they're, they're doing an attack right now. They're yeah. Try, they're, this is – and By I don't know what the point is of the blacked out helmet. Intimidation, uh, secrecy. Is there like a user interface that shows up when it's Probably. blacked out? Or like, maybe it's just tinted. I think it's just one big sunglass. Like uh, the tinted uh, glasses that or they change. In the sunlight? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, the sun's out. It should turn into sunglasses Maybe. Now. Could be. 
Um, but I liked it. I didn't. I couldn't remember if Feora's mask was blacked out. But if not, this is this is terrifying. Like this is an alien invasion right now. Yeah. Um, it's what I really like about the shot is like. So you think it's just him at first, and then the shot changes to a wider shot. Yeah. And you have this whole uh, like all black space gang. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. coming out of this ship, it's so cool and so intimidating. It's it's so. It just, I love it. I love the shot of all these space aliens mm-hmm. in this black, like, metal outfits. And just, like, they're just, like, this whole squad. Yeah. The fact um, that Zod didn't even introduce himself when he, like, walked up there, mm-hmm. like, that's saying something as well. Yeah. Like, he's been introducing himself. The both times we've met him, both times? Three times. I think three times we've met him, he's always been introduced. Um, this time, nope, not at all. He doesn't and it's have not time. Even... He doesn't care about this person. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, I, I'm here when I'm... I came what I, I want. what I want, and mm-hmm. and you're gonna give it to me. Um, it's just it's such a badass shot of these Kryptonians in in armor with Feora and then Namek in the very background. Huge. He's like big big Namek, uh, standing in the background. Uh, like it, that's oh man, can you imagine is, if that was your if that was your gang? Like, this is why <laughs> I want a series developed by writing. I want like I want a comic book. I don't know who I'd want to write it. But I would love for like Kenneth Rockefeller to do this like with these Kryptonians and like draw them kind of like um, there was a Red Hood and Outlaws uh, arc where they were on Tamaran for like Starfire. Oh and yeah, was, yeah. And it was yeah. it was uh, penciled by Kenneth Rockefeller, mm-hmm. and I was like, if you can get him to do the sort of Rao in space somewhere, doing sort of Rao missions, fighting like maybe like Brainiac robots or something. And they're only using Kryptonian rifles, but they have like this armor on. Yeah. Like I want that. I want that. I want that space Kryptonian life, like yeah. more of it, because <laughs> they look so cool here. And I even want... the thirty-three years of of the sort of route, like you know, before the, they even found Cal on Earth, like them mm-hmm. going through the colony and stuff like that. What if they came in contact with, uh, you know, someone that actually defeated this Kryptonian colony on that one planet? Yeah. So they've come into resistance. That's the fight that I want to see. Yeah. That that's I want a story of those thirty-three years. Yeah. That's what or I even want. before. What if, like, when you know, Zod had to go do military missions off off Krypton, so that he works with Jor El, and Jor El's like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I also wanted that. It's like I you said, have like uh, the one scientist guy on the ship, and everybody else is like, oh, you're like your military mercenaries. Well, and, like oh, man, I said it last cool. week, is like I wanted the Jax Ur Jor El relationship where they like oh, are, the they're both scientists, scientists yeah, but they're okay. two different two different viewpoints of scientists. Yeah. I want them kind of working together, but like. You know, like I said last week, it's like Jaxor is like the Igor where uh, Jor-El is like the Dr. Frankenstein. And they're like, the way that they work together is kind of, it reminds me of that. So that's Pro- what I want to see more. Professor Farnsworth and Warnstrom. You remember Futurama? Yeah. No, wait. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. N- nope. Talk about Futurama, man. Much more. Uh, I, I got it. Yeah, I see, got it. Futurama. Yeah. He's on. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, the, the, the dual science. Wernstrom. Yeah, see? Um, yeah, it's, this whole like entrance with Zod and his sort of route is just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, the, the dialogue, the way that his voice changer, I guess, than the helmet, anything, it's just, he's so, he's still so calm. It's not like, he's not screaming yet. He's not demanding. I mean, well, I guess he's demanding, but it's not like forceful yet. It's just, he knows what he wants. Yeah, and not he, in this minute. Not yet. Not yet. But it's um, 
oh, gosh, I just can't get enough of Michael Shannon. I'm always going to say it. He's he's just a fantastic actor in this movie. And I also can't get enough of uh, Martha Kent. I'm saying Martha Lane. D- Diane, Diane Lane. Kent. <laughs> um, she's always great in every scene she's in. I love Diane Kent. Uh, Diane, Lane, I did it. <laughs> Diane Lane's Martha Kent. I love it so much. I love, and you know she she doesn't give a shit about aliens. She doesn't go to hell. I love it. Um, really cool. Mom never backs down. Yeah. Um, or does she? Because she says go to hell, and you know General Zod doesn't have to say anything. Feyor comes in, just picks her up by her neck, lifts her off the ground. Feyor always the most badass. And, uh, again, this is why I want a story, because I want more Feora. Always more Feora. Yeah. Um, I think she's actually... Agreed. She had she's a, awesome. She just recently had a uh, the DC Bombshells. They had Did a story she? with her. I don't remember they that. Put a, I, yeah, they put you, just, you should... I'll bring over um, the Superman Wonder Woman book. I'm pretty sure she's in, like, the first volume mm-hmm. of that book. Yeah, but they just... DC Bombshells just put out a Feora story. And, uh, yes, please. Because she even looks like she does a Man of Steel. I would really like a Feora Injustice character, like in the game, so I can play as her. Mm. So that's what I want. What if it was just like a Supergirl skin? Well, we had General Zod in the last one. Oh, yeah. Downloadable content. Whatever. Yep. We'll get there. Please do it, Ed Boone. Um, <laughs> she comes in, lifts uh, Martha Kent off the ground, and Martha Kent kind of looks off screen. She like... Yep. She gives uh, away the position. Does she? Does she? Yeah, yeah. she just right out. Like, I don't think it's intentional. I think I think it's just. I don't know. It's it's. She's yeah, caught up in the moment. I I I I get it. Where they were like, you know, we have like they had to get. Uh, Feora to to go check out the ship, but they couldn't have Martha Kent give it up consciously, yeah. and so this was the the way of she kind of unconsciously looks in that direction and, and Zod and Feyre are just smart enough to go, okay, it's over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't, Martha Kent is not well-versed in, in being interrogated. And yeah. she, she unfortunately, uh, she just, uh, doesn't keep her poker face while being choked by Feyre. True. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, you just said they can't use our x-ray vision. We know that because of, uh, the masks, obviously it dampens and everything. It kind of brings it to Kryptonian, uh, atmospheric conditions. Um, although this is a very, this is a hole in that kind of, that, that continuity. Feora goes to jump into the barn. Now that jump is perfectly placed. She hits it and goes right through the bottom. And it's almost like you, you, I've always thought, especially even before doing this minute by minute podcast, I've always thought, yeah, all right. She uses x-ray vision. She finds the ship that's in there. It's at the bottom. She knows how to land her jump and destroying the roof all the way down to like the basement of that thing she can't use x-ray vision with that helmet so how does she perfectly time her jump like that like i mean it's uh, it's a movie i get it's a it. movie <laughs> but that thing is like she goes one jump boom right through hot knife through butter and she's in front of the ship can we just talk about that jump though yeah it's an I, awesome jump don't get i'm not dogging on anything i'm just saying we're, hey we're about to get into some we're about to get into some really cool um action scenes next week yeah and this is the start of it this is um you know like every thing every superpower thing that we've seen so far has been a dramatic development and showcase of it a, now a learning case yes yeah, but now we as an audience we're going to be seeing these kryptonians and superman we're going to be seeing him do some uh some superpowered stuff but nonchalantly 
things that like they were just like you know what yep she's just gonna jump like 50 feet in the air yeah. and come crashing down and she, you know we're gonna see people throwing stuff like without a care in the world and mm-hmm. we as an audience we're gonna be like holy shit like so like this jump was just like i gotta get in that in that barn jumps crashes right in mm-hmm. and she just crashes on both feet doesn't even like um she doesn't even like uh stabilize herself or anything from the jump she's just like she lands perfectly standing up like tall yeah and it's one of again it's it's a really cool shot like you could like just have that shot of feor standing in that cool pose with that kryptonian ship in the background and to me with like the superman as facing the screen um such a cool shot like just you they linger on it for a bit and it's really nice to see that um so yeah she does find the location of the kryptonian spacecraft that uh kal-el came in and you know she we get this cool pose from her and she's kind of examining the spaceship and always a badass at 100 percent. and then she kind of the minute ends with her kind of like I guess getting ready to do something. She's kind of, yeah. it almost looks like she's about to lunge and do something, but we'll get there tomorrow. But yeah, like just really cool. Every time she does something, it's just like, yep. Yeah. That's yep. Cool. You're doing it right. <laughs> I love that shot. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I, I don't think she's using x-ray vision because we, you know, because I don't even think they're aware they've got it yet because exactly later on in the film. But so yeah, I think she she knows she's got to go look in the barn. She aims for the middle of the barn and luckily for her because as you say, movies, <laughs> the ship is not in the middle. It's off to the side, so she lay, she has a perfect little landing spot. Um but yeah, I also like how how you guys brought up a, a earlier where Zod's intimidation factor is is cranked up another notch. He's not all the way there yet but uh at this point in the movie his his initial plan of just charming kal-el onto his side has failed kal-el mm-hmm. has escaped and so now he's now he's all about the business he is no longer about trying to present himself in a in a better manner or trying to gain anybody's trust at this point he's like all right well that didn't work now intimidation just get what i need absolutely so we don't uh, Zod and this whole and the and the, the sort of Rao gang, um, they leave the ship immediately after Clark like passes out into the dream sequence and stuff. Once Zod gets the information that Smallville and where his home is, he he's out, he's gone. So he doesn't even know that Lois and 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 Cal escaped the ship yet. Mm-mm. So that's mm, I, yeah. I literally just realized that right now as we're as we're talking about it. Yeah, like none of them know that he's still he's still thinking he's got the upper hand. It's gonna come into yeah, play. Yeah, sure. I didn't even yeah. think. Didn't think of that. Yeah, and uh, you know that comes into play on tomorrow's minute. Yeah, the only one that was left behind to uh, safeguard the ship was Carvex and Jaxer. I'm sure there was a bunch yeah. more, but there oh. were a bunch more. There was people running up when Lois was escaping. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I know yeah, that, that, but I'm talking about like just the characters that we know. Notable. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. But yeah, they, they. I, I just realized that Zod had no idea that the whole escape happened. Does Torian go with him? I have to. I'm no, gonna... he's still on the Black Zero. He's still on the Black Zero. Yeah. So he's not here with the Space Gang. Oh wait, no. Um, you just made me close it out. I was gonna look it up. I don't know. <laughs> well, we can't see any of the masks. They're all black. Yeah, are they? Yeah, everybody. I yeah. assume there's what we can see three, four, 
right now. I assume that's Toran in front of. We Namek. definitely know that's Namek. Yeah. And then there's one in the background, so maybe it is just some random person. Um, but we definitely know that's Feor, and we definitely know that's Namek, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to see <clears throat> next week in some really cool stuff. Um, but did you guys have anything else for minute number eighty nine? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good too. Alrighty. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you love everything you heard, definitely check out Holy Backcast with Andy over here. And uh, uh, leave us a good review on iTunes. You know, it really helps us out. Uh, if you want to talk more with us, we have a Facebook group. It's called the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. So definitely check that out when we talk a lot about the episodes or about Superman mythology or the films to come. Or, you know, we talk about films that are coming out like Wonder Woman and whatnot, uh, share memes and whatnot. Uh, And yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.